Well, I know you sons of bitches are probably tired of hearing this, but please uh, go to the iTunes page or in the podcast app. And uh, if you're listening on Apple stuff, go give me a rating, please, if you don't mind. Five stars is always good, but it's up to you if you like the content. Uh, yeah, that. And then follow me on social media. Get me on Untapped and Twitter at JoeBob41. And then at on Instagram, that's uh, at Average Joe's Beer Podcast. And Facebook, just search Average Joe's Above Average Beer Podcast, and you can find me on there. Like that page, leave a review on there. I need all that social media jump off that I can get. Uh, So I recorded this episode uh, last Friday, and it was the catalyst to the most amazing beer weekend of my life. So it was ridiculous. I got to go to Lagunitas in Chicago here um, and just hang out at the uh, tap room in the sanctuary. And I spent some time in the giant purple room with uh, Mary Bauer, the former head brewer, now a plant manager over at Lagunitas. And she was amazing. Uh, just a great conversation. I could not get enough. I could have sat and talked to her for two hours, but uh, trying to be respectful of her time. Anyways, you guys are going to really enjoy this one. Uh, after I talked to Mary on Friday, Saturday was the Smells Like a Beer Fest at Microphone quite possibly the greatest event ever put on by man with the the least amount of people in the best breweries i tasted beers that i could not imagine being able to have all in one spot so henna karma the jay wakefield those were total standouts for me all the delicious double dry hopped ipas i could ask for places like bearded iris oh they were ridiculous um civil society that was ridiculous the weld work stuff all of it and then seeing all my classic favorites like guys that have been on the podcast like uh, old irving and uh, maplewood and more all those guys were great so uh, yeah and then i've spent the next day at the ailment fest which was just crazy meat fest um in chicago these guys were great you get a cigar and an apron and Uh, a little sample bag of coffee from Glassworks Coffee. It was a hell of an event. And uh, Chef uh, Juan Kim was unbelievable. Kimsky, the the food was outrageous. Ailman Beefsteak, too. Those guys were outrageously good hosts. Uh, Sorry, I'm I'm babbling about my weekend, but uh, check it out. Here's Mary Bauer in Lagunitas, Chicago. And now we're live. <laughs> hey, Mary, Mary Bauer in the Lagunitas. What what room is this? What do you call this? All right. We are in the basement of the Lagunitas Chicago Brewery. Uh, they this... call this the basement? Yes. It doesn't feel like a basement. Uh, it, a little bit, but it's also like the uh, maybe the adult daycare area. That is might be exactly more fitting. <laughs> that is 100%. If anybody that's ever been to the Chicago Tap Room, walk through, like you get past the black lights and all that and the big post, you know, the big picture, the bottle caps. There's always that. I always look into this room and I'm like, wonder what, what's, when do you get in that room? How do you get that pass in there? Yep. It's for tours, right? Yep. It's partially for tours, but it 100% looks like adult daycare in here. Yep. The video games, a basketball hoop, there's all kinds of stuff. Yeah, giant Jenga game. I mean, come on. I know. I heard that thing crash while we were setting up. <laughs> and sure enough, grown men. Yep. Grown men playing Jenga. Um, so, Mary, for those who may not know you, why don't you give yourself a little introduction of who you are, where we're at, what we're doing. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Mary Bauer, um, I am uh, the plant manager of the Lagunitas Chicago Brewery. Um, I've been here since 2013, uh, since uh 
basically construction on this uh, brewery began. Um, I spent my first four years with the company uh, as the head brewer and, uh, you know, oversaw the construction, the commissioning, um, built a team of 24 brewers, um, uh, you know, made sure that you know, we met our number one goal of uh, brewing awesome Lagunitas beer uh, as similarly as possible as uh, Petaluma does, basically not messing it up. Um, and then, uh, you know, spent the, the last couple of years uh, through expansion projects, um, building our brand portfolio, doing crazy beers that never thought uh, we would be doing. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, yeah, as of last fall, um, I got, uh, moved into the plant manager position. So, um, now I oversee, uh, brewing, packaging, maintenance, uh, facilities, warehouse, um, pretty much everything. <laughs> so sleep's not option. I don't yeah. know. Okay. Gathered yeah. that. There's no life outside of Lagunitas. So you just live here then, right? Yep. Yeah. My, whole... my, my bed's in the back room. You're not in the basement. <laughs> the adult daycare basement. So there, that, that was our broad strokes look at, at Mary Bauer. So Mary Bauer, let's, let's start at this point. My big, biggest curiosity as you're talking right now, as you're saying, telling us what you just told us is on this scale how the hell do you adapt what the hell's going on in California to here? What, what goes into that? Man. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it, it's, it's difficult. It can be. Um, and the way that we kind of, um, handled that is, uh, so our brewmaster, Jeremy Marshall, um, he is our brewmaster for the entire company. Um, he's the crazy mastermind behind <laughs> all these amazing, <coughs> all these amazing beers. And, um, for our first two years, he was out here every month, um, every month uh, in instilling in us and training us on the Lagunitas way, our equipment, our ingredients, why they're different, why they're special, um, how to take things um, from a small scale. Uh, they have an 80 barrel system in Petaluma and scale them up to our 250 barrel brew house size. Um, wow. Did you say 250 barrel? 250 barrels. Lord. A lot of beer. Yeah, that's a lot of beer. A lot of beer. So, yeah, we spent, um, you know, the first couple of years training intensively with him. Um, and so through developing that through myself, um, the supervisors, the brewers, um, we actually, the last two years, have really um, been able to take those skills and um, been able to fly on our own a little bit, if you will, um, when we get a recipe, um, being able to know um, what adjustments need to be made, um, you know, different water, different things like that, um, and pretty much nail them uh we're pretty we're pretty good at it now if so i do humble. say <laughs> but it's uh it it is once you once you've kind of uh, figured out um what needs to happen and uh we've we've done a really good job at that and um and and so now we're getting into like really crazy stuff um that is a little bit different um you know for instance uh, in the tanks right now we have uh cherry jane um what yeah what is cherry jane <laughs> so cherry Go jane on. is a um is a hot side sour um that is fermented with uh cherry juice and then um we're adding uh Brettanomyces as the secondary fermentation. Um, so that stuff you're like, okay, now 
this is this is this is serious. So stuff like that. It's really important that we're in communication with Petaluma on um, like we have constant calls about this beer. What's our pitch rate? How's so it doing? Uh, how's it fermenting? When's the right time to add it? Like, so, so the, you know, depending on the complexity of the beer, um, it's a little bit easier. Um, but some of these, some of these crazy things that we're getting into, which are so fun, it just takes a lot of communication, a lot of dialogue, um, back and forth. And I think that's just the easiest way to do it. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta forgive me. I'm just so used to talking to these small breweries, and the, and they're just like, yeah, we want to do Brett something or other, and it's, well, we gotta have separate this, all that, and it's like, dude, you want to do some Brett today? Let's do some Brett. Boom, we're doing it now. You're like, we have conference calls daily. You know, we're, <laughs> we're constantly checking. I mean, I'm sure they're checking all the same things on a smaller scale, but it's it's mind blowing to hear the use of uh, you know the bacteria and stuff like that going on this level it's got to be complicated but also so are you guys doing separate equipment that only touches that style of beer versus yeah um uh, so it's it's slightly terrifying uh for those that's, that's <laughs> the way I, I feel terrified right now um but no we have uh what's great is we have um fantastic cleaning systems so our cip systems our chemicals um have been have been tried and true we've done we've done trial after trial after trial um about what our procedures are when we're switching our equipment from um handling something like Brett to going back to our normal beers. So um, we don't have specific equipment just designed for it, but we have certain procedures that need to be followed, like where you're taking out all the gaskets, all the instrumentation, um, basically we call it strip cleaning the tank, um, and then, you know, increasing our concentration of chemicals, um, and then there are certain brands that are allowed in there afterwards, and then there's a very strict micro protocol on that first uh, beer that goes in to make sure it's clean. Um, So yeah, it's, it's, it's very intensive but um been but been trialed and proven so uh so we feel confident in it but it but it is a a little scary yeah because you can't mess up a batch you can't you can't have infected batches leave in this place no it's a it's a lot of beer it is a lot of beer so we have to be on our game um have to be on our cleaning game have to be on our micro game um what's the micro game go go into a little bit for dummies for yeah so um yeah basically the so plating so plating um plating our beer to ensure that um we don't have any um any micro organisms uh growing in it uh, that that will um create off flavors right uh, that you're not going to get um anything that's going to harm someone in beer because of the alcohol and the ph um but the there could very much be something that uh for instance lactobacillus that will turn a beer sour that you don't want sour um and uh, can create some off flavors things like that so um so yeah we plate uh our beer boy um one two three four five <laughs> five times before it's released out the door I felt like sesame street for a second <laughs> five, I can five count times. um so yeah when you say plate are you talking about like a lab type work you're plating as in microscopic looking just micro microscope yep oh, okay yep yep they're, pla- Sorry, they're plating i was it. not a great science student so i wanted to double check i didn't want anybody emailing me either and being like what is she talking about plating yeah sorry no <laughs> there yeah it's we're looking we're looking for bacteria we're looking for wild yeast we're looking for uh all kinds of things that shouldn't be there um so we we do that all um in five different stages of the process that so. sounds crazy it's like the it's i mean everything I, I hate to keep harping on the scale but it's like it, it, you just think of that on the on the large scale that it, what that what goes into that so i mean you're saying it 
And does that mean like what what does a team look like for something like that? I mean, what size? How many people are on this? Yeah, so I mean that ma- that mainly falls to our quality team, um, and our quality team has about thirteen people. Uh, just in quality alone. Um, And they're doing everything from sampling these takes daily and performing the analysis of like um, how, uh, you know, doing fermentation profiles, um, doing all the microplating, doing the sensory. Um, I mean, we taste our beer three times uh, before it's uh, released to the line. Um, So they're pulling the sensory samples. um, They're on the lines pulling the package samples, checking for, you know, oxygen, CO2, making sure we're running in spec. Uh, They're releasing tanks. Um, We run final analysis on both of our bright beer tanks and our um, fermenters before they even are allowed to move on to the next uh, process. They have to be passed by quality. So there's a lot. Yeah, there's a big team that has to make sure that they're uh, that that all that is in line. So what's a tasting day look like? Oh, taste. That's yeah. that's probably the best part of the say, job. That's kind of be somewhat rewarding, right? Yes, yes. So uh, every day at 10:30 seems a little early. It seems it's not, a little early. It's not. Uh, it, Nobody I, that listens to this podcast <laughs> thinks that's early. They're like, "What is she waiting for?" Yeah, no. Uh, every day at 10:30 is our what we call our round table, um, and uh, that's where you know a group of eight of us uh, sit around literally a round table. Um, <sighs> so and, cool. <laughs> uh, and we're drink. Uh, we're sampling. Um, our packaged beer from the previous day. We're sampling um, fermenters that last um, fermenters that are ready to go on and be filtered, but they have to pass sensory before they're allowed to go on. Um, and then uh, sometimes we'll throw in some special uh, special trials. Um, we'll taste our barrels. Um, so yeah, it's a it's it's really a fun time. It's a rough day. It's a rough, rough day. day. And then in the afternoon, then we do like, uh, we have our, our sensory um, panel. So you can go in between one and five and do the sensory activity for that day. So it might be, um, we might like line up four different uh, beers in front of you and you have to guess which one of the brands it is. Um, so it's called brand familiarization. Um, we might spike uh, a sample or spike four different samples with um, an off note or a, a attribute and you have to be able to you have to pick it out what is it um, and then we'll also do um, comparisons between the breweries so we'll send our IPA out there in Petaluma they'll send theirs over here and we'll taste them side by side to make sure that our trained sensory people cannot taste a difference if if they can't taste a difference we're doing their job so um so (laughs) there's always activities going on with the weakest link gets voted off huh (laughs) you can't (laughs) taste it you're out (laughs) that sounds awesome it's like a it it reminds me of like the sensory stuff my preschooler does (laughs) yeah (laughs) just with beer but in a way more badass kind of concept yes so is how often does tasting happen you said that is it uh say every day Every, every day. day. And the, every day is roundtable. And then every afternoon is the sensory activity of the day. So every day this is happening. But is it the same people every day tasting? Or is it like a core of the same people and maybe it switches every once in a while? Um, in the roundtable, it's it's a usually the core. Uh, there's there's a pretty good core of people that uh, continually taste. And and they're probably the, the, the best tasters we have. So if we do have something that we, we need to like really run by people, that's the people we, we pull in. Um, but the sensory activity in the afternoon, everybody in the brewery can come down and participate in and like uh, hone in their sensory abilities because uh, you need to practice. Practice makes perfect. It doesn't matter so. what you do here. You definitely no. It's, I'm not. I'm not even making a joke because you really do should know the beer. You should know a yeah. little bit, you know, and be able to pick that stuff out. So how how are the the six 
or whoever the core people are chosen? I mean, is it just I'm the I'm the plant manager, so I get to be in the room, or is it like dude from uh, dishwasher in the kitchen? He's got a good palate. We're bringing him in. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes it's I'm the plant manager and I'm here. So, <laughs> um, but no, it. Um, we definitely want our head brewer uh, Jack Holt. Um, he's involved in it. Um, I'm in. Brew- I'm involved in it more or less because I was the head brewer. Um, our quality manager and then our sensory tech is oh because. He's the sensory tech, so he should be uh, he he should be in there. And then He's the got other, the title. <laughs> yeah, the other four we kind of rotate um, in at whoever can make it. Um, but it's just it's kind of generally the same group that comes. But um, but yeah, and and definitely uh, we actually we hold a. Uh, it, this is great. We we hold a March Madness um, yes. Yes. of 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 tasting. So uh, you go head to head with somebody else all the way through the through the bracket, and then there's finally the, the you know the final. Um, and that and that's seriously how we choose some of the best tasters. Uh, that's amazing. So we have we've that's how we figure it out. People are gonna be like, do they take outside applications for this? <laughs> can I come in? And and I, I, he's like, I know I have a good palate. I can do that. Yeah. So oh, that's awesome that you utilize you know whatever you have around you, and then you kind of select the best, right? I mean, mm-hmm. these are people that love beer and they're doing things with beer. And like you said, uh, everybody within these walls that's employed by Lagunitas should probably have some sort of sensory, you know. Unless, do you have anybody on the staff that doesn't drink beer? I mean, it's such a big operation. There's bound to be like one person that's like. Uh, we, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a couple. I could I could think of I could think of a couple uh, mm-hmm. that that they're like eh, not not quite my thing, and I'm like, man, all right. Just but beer in general, or like a certain beer you're talking about. Like, no, just beer in general. There are yeah, a couple. Really, there are a couple. But uh, yeah, but always always good for. for you know who you are, <laughs> and you're fired. No. So they're the ones that always call for the shots when you go out, and you're like, oh uh, come on, no. <laughs> I just want to sip. Yep. So, I mean, <laughs> Jesus, I can't believe there's people that work here that don't like <laughs> Just a couple. So have you guys, when you guys are uh, kind of swapping, uh, hey, here's our IPA from Petaluma, here's our IPA from Chicago, do you guys ever like call each other and be like, oh, ours was way better than your guys this time? Like, yeah, yeah. And, and talk talk smack back and forth. Yeah. Uh, um, usually, I mean, usually they're so close. They're really so close. Um, that's the proper answer, you know that. So <laughs> it, 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 uh, it's the truth. Um, and that's great. That means we're, we're doing what we what we need to do. Um, and if and that's the thing. If they're not, then we gotta we got to figure out what, what happened um so we don't want to do that so we just try to try to stay in line with with what petaluma is doing so the uh you, you mentioned jack right jack mm-hmm. is now the head brewer what, what, what do we have any thing on jack what's his story yeah so why, why did mary decide i'm going to be plant manager there was just a need and you said i'll step up and fill that need well jack can figure this whole thing out yeah no jack, jack's got a great story he's got a great story so um he uh he was a, an og uh you know an, an, an original um and uh oh, they know they know what an OG <laughs> is. um and yeah he was here uh he was hired on as a brewer um and uh f- almost five years ago now and he was here uh you know again we we hired everybody thinking that we were going to start up um like in the winter, like just at the end of the year, 2013. And, and of course, construction just always takes longer. So um, we actually didn't start brewing until the end of March in 2014. So you had to like, 
it was crazy. We're like, what are we going to do with these people? Like, what <laughs> we, we've hired them. Still not a bad timeline considering how it takes a while. I mean, we no this, timelines ever really met in the world. Yeah. We've, I mean, we had this place up and running in six months. It's really. It was it's, a pretty solid time. I remember watching the news and seeing the tanks come in and them not knowing if they were going to be able to get them like under and in. Oh, that was, yeah. yeah. That was a, that yeah. was a thing. But yeah. yeah, so so we did all kinds of things. I mean, those the original people here literally helped build this brewery um, from from building things to sweeping things to painting things. Uh, and Jack was Jack was one of those guys. And uh, he uh, he came in. He started up filtration. Um, he was one of our filtration brewers and uh, did a really solid job. What does that mean? Filtration brewer? Yeah. So uh, so we have um, three different areas if you will in the brewing uh department so you have brew house cellar and filtration um so brew house you know making the wort basically you're a brew house person is doing everything from unloading the grain um running the brew house getting the wort and the yeast into the fermenter and then the cellar um if you're running the cellar you're um you are dry hopping, which for us is a very intensive uh, manual job. So you don't have to go to, go to the gym <laughs> after that. <laughs> um, and uh, and then, of course, selling the beer, uh, doing drops, doing yeast dumps, things like that. And then filtration is uh, is then clarifying the beer. Um, basically, once the beer has been uh, cold stable, um, and then taking it down to our centrifuge um, and separating out the solids, and then uh, going through a, a fine filtration through our um, our plate and frame filter, and then carbonating and putting the beer in the tank, getting it ready for packaging. So uh, yeah, Jack Jack was involved in that uh, filtration, starting up the filtration area. Um, and then, uh, after about, I think it was about a year, um, he was killing it. He was doing a good job. He was, he was a leader back there. So we made him a supervisor. Um, so then he spent uh, a couple years as a, as a supervisor, um, you know, uh, trying to make sure that everything's running the way it should, helping the brewers out, um, and, uh, and coaching them. And then, uh, was doing a great job there and, uh, it was time. It was time for, for me to move and he graduated and yep. And the big leagues called and said, Hey, it's time time to be a head brewer. Picturing the ceremony or some, <laughs> some sort of a handing off of a torch. I don't know. Yeah, That's yeah. All that picturing. all happened. That all happened. The only thing I took out of that whole story was that you... <laughs> how many people are in the filtration team right now? Uh, so we have... Ooh, good question. Um, Ballpark. Three, six, six? Six. So you have six people that work here to just, just to make sure you don't accidentally make a hazy IPA. That's what you're telling me. <laughs> We don't want to make any double dry hop New England style hazy juice bomb IPAs. That's a that's a, you're the only brewery on the planet right now that's avoiding that that uh, inevitable. Yep, yep. <laughs> nope. We we do. We try we try to get some some clean looking beer. Although there are there are brands that we don't uh, send through that final filtration. So like our Born Again Yesterday that's out right now. Such good beer. Such good beer. Uh, but you'll notice the haze on that. Yeah. So. I'm, I was being facetious. I'm sorry. <laughs> Every episode and you know starts, begins, middles, or something around hazy beers because you just you know how it is right now. It's in the world. But anyways, I just I, I made a bad joke. It wasn't any good. Um, so <laughs> yeah, no. So Jack's story. Jack's story is wonderful. Uh, but so so teams like that and filtration systems like that. Even uh, that that's something on a scale, right? That's 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 based on your scale because not everybody has that, right? I mean, mm. that's not a normal thing. Yeah, um, no, definitely. Uh, depending on the the brewery size, um, and also what 
how they want to treat their beer. Um, some some breweries don't uh, don't filter. Some don't centrifuge. Um, so there's different types of filtration that you can do. Um, you could just do finings in your uh, in your fermenter um, or your unit tank or your BBT. You can there's yeah lots of different ways to do things. Um, for us, we really like uh, to have the clarity in the beer. It helps with the um, the stability of our beer um, and uh, and definitely. Uh, uh, you know the the chill haze um, clears that up for us, and then yeah, keep, keeps fresh beer longer. Well, that's yeah, that's another obstacle too. Again, you know, we keep harping on the scale of it, but that's another obstacle based on the fact that the pure you know uh, depth of the the distribution of your beer and the time it's going to spend on the shelves compared to your local you know brewery who's shooting out so many barrels a year versus what Lagunitas is doing. It's like you got, you have to have a sustainable beer that can sit on the shelf for a little while. It's not that, you know, it sits on the shelf because it's a shelf turd. It's out there because it's a mass produced beer. Yeah. Yeah. We're, I mean, we're on, we're in all 50 States. Um, and so we're shipping, we're shipping beer ever East of the Rockies, basically here in here out of Chicago. Um, and then now we're in, uh, by the by the end of quarter two, we're going to be in 30 different countries. That's so, messed up. <laughs> I was shocked that I could go to like Alaska and get a Lagunitas or something. But, yeah. but you're telling me now I can go to 30 different countries and yeah, get a Lagunitas. Yeah, you can go to Sweden. Sweden? Oh, yeah. I wouldn't mind going there. But. Jesus, that's, that's, that's crazy. But yeah, that's something that not everybody has to think about, that sustainability and the, you know, the consistency once once I'm buying it off my local liquor store shelf you know you, you always have to have that worry so do you guys send people out for like checking freshness and all that too you have oh, a qa yeah. team for that uh our, our sales team usually is uh is out there um monitoring doing spot checks um we actually record it um and have this like system that tells us uh <laughs> that tells us you know um where we're you know maybe what brands are sitting the longest and um or not or what's moving fast or what type of account we can look at um and so we we get a lot of data and we can um make things better that way but that's not that's more sales stuff but yeah i don't yeah. know if he still does it but matt bentley gotta give a shout out to matt bentley yeah matt bentley. i don't know if he's still doing sales or what i know he used to do that back in the day he's one of the best guys in the world and Lindsay, i think she was doing like planning or some event planning yeah best. she's in donations now oh is it okay one yep. of the best couples of all time they're like the greatest people and they have a sweet dog mm. uh sorry i just had to squeeze that in there Definitely. So <laughs> we got Jack's story from you. Mm -hmm. So so where'd you come from? I mean, how, how did you become a, a, a brewer in general? I mean, where'd you start at? Yeah. What, what was growing up like? I, mean, <laughs> I feel like you must have had something that you were like, I once saw my dad brewing a beer and I said, this is going to be my life. Oh, I wish it was that cool. Uh, <laughs> damn it. Um, I'm, I'm more of, I'm more of the science nerd. Uh, awesome. so yeah, I mean, you get different people fall into this industry or get into this industry, um, for different reasons. Uh, for me, it's the science. Um, and, uh, I was a chemistry and food science major and, uh, was really digging, um, making food and beverages and beer and learning about how I can apply chemistry to like actual things that people like. Um, and then I actually started right out of school, um, with Anheuser-Busch, um, in their, uh, research pilot brewery, which is a small 15 barrel system. Um, it's connected to their big St. Louis plant and, uh, that it spent two years there basically learning how to brew, learning what the brewing process was, how, what the chemistry is behind it, going to, they had classes. It's kind of your own, it's own little 
brew school, if you will. Um, and then they used it to scale up recipes or to use, or not scale up, but um, try, try new recipes, uh, see if they liked it, see if it would gain market uh, traction. Um, and so it was really cool. Um, it was like 22 right out of school kids just running around trying to make this brewery run. Uh, so <laughs> it was... It was pretty crazy. They had a reality show. See? Yeah, it seems it, like it was perfect for yeah, that. Yeah, yep. Um, uh, how long ago was this? Uh, this was uh, two thousand five, two thousand two thousand seven. Oh, it sounds like it's not that long ago, but now I'm like, God, that's a long time ago. So you're calling me old? That's no, fine. No, no, that's no. Fine. I'm, I'm calling me <laughs> the same. Like I'm, I'm thinking about the same time. That would have been like the same time. I would have been around that age as well. No. Um, but uh, the, first of all, let me start by saying uh, you are the first female brewer I've had. On the on, on an episode, um, cool. But not the first brewer to bring up the pilot AB uh, Tom Quarter. Tom Quarter. I believe if I go back to episode five yep. uh, in January, Tom mentioned you. Oh. I think I have to go back and listen. But yes, uh, t- I loved hearing him talk about this mm-hmm. because if you're a craft beer nerd and maybe like you're the smaller brewery kind of guy, like. You look at a place like AB as like this evil entity, but it's like Tom gathered so much from what he does now from AB, and he spoke so glowingly of what you talked about the pilot, mm-hmm. and I I was fascinated by by the stories of the pilot brewery because it was like he went from the pilot to the bigger brewery, you know, and he was like I wasn't allowed to do anything, you know, that everybody's a contractor there, they, yeah, you, know, you can't touch a hose, you can't touch a clamp, you can't turn a valve, like. Yep. Yeah. No, and and it's funny. I followed him to the same to the same big brewery. So, we both went to Cartersville. <laughs> That's great. Uh, so yeah, it's pretty Tom sure this is in that podcast. <laughs> no, I'll go back and listen, but I want to hear your your take on it. Yeah. No, I mean the Pilot Brewery was super cool. Uh th- that's where I developed the love of beer. I didn't I didn't, you know, in college I, you know, it was what it was. Um but that's where like I learned I learned and I understood how the chemistry connected to it and then I appreciated the creativity behind it because we did do those you know cool beers we did their seasonal rotation and tried to like come up with cool seasonal beers um and they're like full like um you know lineup of of some different craft style beers um and and so yeah it was it was definitely a cool place and we had input on like trying to change up the recipes to hit more of the targets that they're looking for um so it really it really was a, a fun place to work um built friendships that have lasted you know years now um, and then, yeah, and then I moved out to the uh, Cartersville, um, their Cartersville brewery, uh, which that brewery alone brewed nine million barrels of beer. Uh, which I just blacked out. It, I just blacked. My it, brain couldn't register what you just said. Yeah, it, nine it, million. It was, it, that's a crazy. It's yeah. just crazy. Um, Beachwood aged. Beachwood <laughs> aged. Uh, but it was cool because Cartersville, you know, it was their newest of the breweries. Um, we did a lot of like innovation stuff. Um, so it wasn't just your Bud Light and things like that. Um, Bud Light Lime. But right, so <laughs> that was your innovation. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I think Jake over at Penrose blamed Tom for Bud Light Lime at this point. Perfect. <laughs> he was like, "That was you, wasn't it?" That's his fault. <laughs> we'll 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 say it's him. Nice job, Tom. Um, yeah. So. Uh, so you're actually doing like some fun stuff, like yeah, and, it was it was fun. And for me, what I really took out of that experience, because um, Tom's exactly right, is is we were we were the supervisors, we were the managers. Um, but what I really discovered there is how how much I enjoyed leading a team. Um, really like to uh, you know get these pe- people to work 
towards a common goal? Like, how, how can we work together? How can we solve these problems? How can we get through this? Um, I, I really love that. And um, so for me, that's where, like, it was a cool job because it combined both people and, and beer. Um, and then, uh, so I, I was there till about 2000, end of 2009. Um, and that's when the whole, you know, after that, or it was about a year after the, the buyout InBev thing. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. That whole thing that happened. Um, and, uh, yeah, and, and so I decided to, um, to move on and moved up to uh, Minnesota where I worked for Pepsi for a couple of years, uh, which was interesting. Mm. Um, the other cola. The other cola. Okay. Um, learned a lot about, about running a business, learned about numbers, budgets, uh, what you got to do to, to, to make those things work, um, what levers you can pull, things like that. Uh, it was fine. So what was your position at Pepsi? Uh, I worked in their warehouse. Um, I was a, a warehouse supervisor. I was a quality supervisor. And then I also oversaw their production lines on the weekends. So, um, so I think that that helps me in my position now as a plant manager, right? Where now I have my hands in warehouse and production. Little and did they know. Yeah. How many yeah. barrels of Pepsi were going, going out the door? <laughs> I don't think they the, measured it. It's got to be more than a <laughs> nine million, I bet. Yeah, it was it was a lot. Um, but I definitely, uh, for me, um, I, I, a little bit of me was dying inside. Uh, I there's the creativity piece, um, the industry, you know, something about the beer industry and just the passion that people have, the excitement, uh, the fact that just like beer brings people together. Um, Pop, eh, not so much. So, so yeah, soda just makes people overweight. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Sorry, anybody so, who likes soda. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I after a few years of that, I started looking to try to get back into beer, and uh, that's when I heard about uh, Lagunitas opening up a brewery back in Chicago, my hometown. You're like what? How do I work here? How how can I get a job in that brewery doing anything? So it, uh, are you, are you a Chicago kid? I mean, did you grow up in the area or in the city itself? Or? In the suburbs, the, Where at? the western suburbs Where uh, at? of Aurora. Aurora. Okay. Yes, Aurora. Right. So, just yeah. did Salamoth the other day. I said, right. you know, that, that little area is starting to get a few breweries themselves. But yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm a Joliet kid, so nice. I, I know I know the burbs with with you. Mm-hmm. So you so you grew up in the area, so you're kind of like okay. So what was your familiarity with Lagunitas when you hear this? Like, how much did you know about Lagunitas when you're like at Pepsi? You know, you see they're um, building something here. Yeah, I mean, I drank there. I had drank in their beer before. Yeah. I liked it. Um, I liked it and, uh, I was not super familiar with the, the story and everything that, that went on and started, uh, started looking into it and I was like, man, this is, this is even cooler than I thought. It's not only great beer, but there's, there's such a cool culture, history, like the people, like everything just looked fun. And I was like, it, Makes I got to do this. It made so, sense. So what, can you give us your version or like your perspective of, of the story? Because, you know, I know a lot about the kind of the current culture and stuff just based on people that I've known, but like what's kind of the, the background story of Lagunese itself? I mean, what, what's the coolness that drew you in? Yeah. Um, no, I mean, um, well like, so our founder, Tony McGee, 
Everybody knows him. Everybody knows Tony. Everybody knows Tony. Tony like jams a lot, doesn't he? he plays he's, plays guitar, right? He's, 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 yeah. Okay. We have we have a room here that he built in this brewery called the Green Room, uh, that he built just so he could jam out in his guitar the best. with his guitar and the best. Yes, that's, but that's what you can do when you build your own brewery. He's got like a band. Like he'll play at the festivals or anything. Yeah. Or no. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He has. Uh, um, Alice drinks the Kool Aid is his his band. So, um, yeah, he goes out and and he tours and stuff. It's crazy. Yeah, he's a music guy. He's right? a music guy. Yeah. So okay, so I'm sorry, I didn't mean to jump in on you, but I, I always love that musical aspect. I've known that about Tony just from people that I've talked to. But yep. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Talk, tell me a little bit more about like the the background. I guess what drew you in. Yeah, I know. Um, so you know, story story goes is uh, you know Tony got a homebrew kit for his uh, for Christmas from his brother and uh, started brewing um, in, in his kitchen just like we all do, and uh, uh, started started making beer and um, made a mess. And his wife kicked him kicked him out of the kitchen and moved him to the garage. I was say garage time. Yep, garage <laughs> time. Um, and then uh, from there uh, started doing so well that he actually was able to rent a space. And this is of course in the town of. Lagunitas, that's the name. Correct. Correct. That's the name. Um, and uh, started brewing there. Um, it, it, there's a theme where he just generally keeps getting kicked out because uh, <laughs> push, push you this way, push you this way. Because uh, you can only push a man so far before he starts brewing thousands of barrels. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the yeah the city of Lagunitas actually kicked him out um, the, because of the wastewater. Um, he was uh, blowing up people's toilets uh, because he was putting uh, too much uh, yeast and yeah, and wort down the uh, down the down the sewers. So whoops yeah so they said maybe maybe this isn't a good place for you to do this um so that's when he uh started looking looking north towards uh towards petaluma um and then have since uh made a couple of um made a couple moves um in into the the place where they are now and continue to grow and and take over uh just different different buildings and areas around there um but yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a great story um and uh of of how the brewery came to be 25 years ago or 25 years old now. That's um, fucking crazy. Yeah. 25 years old. 25 years old. Some of old. these guys tell me like we've been open for 6 years. I'm like that's a long time. <laughs> 25 <laughs> I know. years. That's OG. Like, that's I think OG. you used the term OG that's earlier, OG. right? No, yeah. That's OG as fuck. Yeah. So, um, no, and I mean, yeah, Lagunitas, I, I really, what drew me in is, um, first the appreciation for the people, like it, this is a people company. Um, people work really hard here, but they have fun. Um, they hang out, they laugh, you know, something bad happens. All right. We're going to figure it out, guys. Let's, let's all just come together. We laugh about it a little bit and we say, oh shit. All right, here we go. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that just the, the people aspect, um, but also again, the fact that we're also a little, you know, like we've had, we have these stories too of, um, you know, times where we aren't, we are like are censored, right? The reason why we are, we have our censored is because, yeah. uh, it's supposed to be chronic and we got in trouble, uh, because we couldn't put chronic on a label. So Tony's said all right f you i'll put <laughs> i'll put censored across it <laughs> one of my favorite go. beers and you I, know i feel like i saw a picture of you maybe on the google machine that that had a censored shirt but it but it didn't have the censored over it it said chronic, chronic. on it right yeah. okay those are real those those actually happened yep yeah. yep i'd always drink that beer and be like 
Do they have a version of it? Was there ever a bottle that didn't have the sensor on it? Not that I know of. Okay. Not that I know okay. of. Um, but yeah, and you know, undercover shutdown. Like the brewery was shut down. Do you know the actual story? Can you go into that story? Because I know if you read around the label, you can kind of get a gist of it. Yeah. But I've had somebody actually like knowingly tell me that story, and I thought it was one of the best stories I've heard. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's uh, it, it's a good story. Um, so and if you read around the label, it talks about the St. Patrick's Day massacre, right? Right. Um, so back, uh, I don't even know what year this was, but um, yeah, every Thursday they used to throw uh, 420 parties, right? Uh, we're big, we're big supporters of, of 420 Waldos. We're drinking Waldo right now. Yes, so, we are. Um, and uh, yeah, so they used to have these parties uh, where people would come, they'd enjoy and partake in some uh, action. Something that, <laughs> something that Illinois will eventually... One come day. to see that that yeah is necessary one day but anyways yep and lots of beer good good times right and uh so uh these uh, like undercover uh agents i don't know what they not like federal agents but like california agents uh caught yeah. wind of this and they caught wind that there was like underage drinking going on or whatever which there wasn't but they uh basically tried to um to, to get, they acted drunk and overserved and try to get everybody to, to serve them so that they could shut down the parties and all this stuff. No one would serve them. Uh, they tried to get people <laughs> to, uh, to sell them weed, but no one would sell it. They'd just give it to them. So then they couldn't get anyone on, uh, on distribution. Just smoke it, bro. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, so they finally, um, you know, they finally, I don't know if it was the amount of, of weed that was present or whatever. They finally had enough reason to shut down the, uh, the party, uh, the brewery. Um, I think they got us for an unruly house or something was the actual uh, reason that we needed to shut down. Um, so our slap on the wrist was we had to shut down for 30 days. Um, and Tony said, great, I need a new bottling line anyway. So (laughs) we'll shut down. I'll install the bottling line. Lemons, lemonade. (laughs) Let's do this. Um, and so the first beer that they made upon startup is, uh, you know, um, is our undercover shutdown ale. And it's basically paying, uh, paying homage to that day of when we were, uh, when we were shut down. And the really funny thing is if you read around the label, um, it's, there's a there's a quote on there and the reason that quote is there is because uh tony gave a six-pack to one of the agents that shut down the um that shut down the brewery that day and he he said to him hey i hope your mother's proud of you you're going around shutting down small businesses and and you know messing up their their vibe and he goes i hope this is what you you know i hope this is what you dreamed of and he goes no i actually always uh dreamed of being an astronaut so if you look on the label, it says to all the would-be astronauts out there, here's your beer. It's pretty <laughs> See, funny. a little nugget right little, there. Little Delivered nugget. to you by Mary Bauer herself. <laughs> look at that. So, that is, I love amazing. stuff like that. And that, that drew me. That drew me to the to the company. It's got character. It's got culture. I, I love it. Every bottle seems to have that. Yep. Yeah, you know what? And, and while you're reading around that label and your friend brings over a six-pack of that and you don't read, you just read the words and you don't read the percentile on the... Uh, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> then you don't remember what you did that the night the night before because yep. that is a big hefty delicious beer that the, was like nine point four percent or something. Yeah, it's above shutdowns. nine. It's, yeah, it's, it's above it's, nine. It's, it's a big daddy hitter. Yeah, and we're drinking the wall though right I'm now. Not it's eleven point three. I'm not saying that I, I <laughs> that ever happened to me, but I may. Yeah, the the, the wall though. I t- I was telling Betsy and and shout out to Betsy for setting this up for me. I appreciate that so much that she went through all this communications. Right? Is that that that's her, yeah communications? That's what she yep. does, and she's got a sweet dog named George. 
George. Um, but yeah, she she went through and got us all hooked up here to do this. Uh, she was saying, you know, uh, did you have this yet this year? And usually I get Waldo every year, you know, I make sure. And I, I didn't get it this year. I just I just didn't happen to be in the right place at the right time to buy it. And and I is it heavier than usual? I feel like it's a little bit more booze than usual. Uh, we usually try to is hit anywhere okay. yeah, around eleven and a half. So yeah, it's it's outstanding. Yeah, yeah, it, it, and that that booze will sneak up on you. I think it's uh, it, you don't realize you're drinking eleven and a half percent till it's too late. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> so. got that right. So, what's the story behind Waldo? I mean, it's just Waldo's special ale I see on the bottle, and I'm like, hmm. yeah, hmm. yeah. So, um, so the Waldos, as as the story goes, uh, are the uh, kind of the inventors of of four twenty, right? Um, so they I honestly didn't know that. <laughs> I feel bad that I don't know that, but yes, please go on. There you go. This is this is your history lesson I'm here. Schooled. Uh, so um, they used to uh, meet out at their uh, at their school statue every day at 4:20 um, to go hunt for a, a magical magical forest of uh, of marijuana plants. We'll say, um, which probably is the truth. Um, and uh, so, and they used to you know get in their car and 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 have a good time and cruise around. Um, and so that's where the the 4:20. Uh, lingo came from and uh so yeah when uh tony wanted to brew a beer for to celebrate 420 so this so while those released every year on 420 um he said uh can we get the waldos out here to brew this <laughs> and legit this beer has been brewed with the with the waldos i mean they they come every year to what? brew it in petaluma like so, what, what is their contribution to it they just the, like we're well, just here yep <laughs> It looks good, guys. <laughs> it looks good. <laughs> yep that uh, that would be my guess. Um, I'm just I've, picturing them rubbing hops in their hands. Maybe they. Ah, yeah, good hops, guys. Throw them hops. in. Throw yep. them in. Uh, yeah, I have not been present for this, but um, but yeah, they they supposedly designed the recipe. It's been similar, um, you know, since uh, since the idea was born. Um, but yeah, the idea is to make it the you know hoppiest dankiest if you will uh most alcoholic beer we can do it is legit like legit and anybody who's had anything out of the one hitter series knows that like anything one hitter is 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 a must is a must try um th- th- now i've had people i mean guys guys and gals that are not like beer people you know they, they'll try if i have some in the fridge and i'm like hey try this and and i've had i've had this a lot have you ever had people walk up to me like, do you guys actually put weed in your beer like oh it's yeah it's just so dank oh <laughs> yeah yeah no it, it and especially like a beer like this where it's just so potent um yeah absolutely and re- no no no, no we sorry don't. that's not legal <laughs> anybody that's listening right now that is not legal we would never do that here at lagunita so don't even think about <laughs> it but yes it's the hops, guys. They're all green and they're all very earthy. Although they are cousins, you know that. Right. They, hops, they're related yes. in some weird form. Like, you know, when you go to a wedding and you're like, oh, I think I know that person. That's <laughs> yeah. your fourth cousin. Okay. <laughs> but yep. No, oh, the, 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 the series, the one-hitter stuff. Uh, what else falls under the one-hitter? Is that like, uh, is that Willetize? Is that, is that yep, fall Willetize under that? Like, will be our will be uh, released in the winter, fall, winter time. Um, that's another one-hitter. Uh, Dark Swan, which you just tried. Which was awesome. Uh, that falls in, into that category. The Cherry Jane I was talking about. Oh, that's going to um, be part of it, too? That'll be part of it, too. That's the first time, though. This is the first run of Cherry Jane? Mm-hmm. I'm excited yep. about that. When's that, when's that hit? 
uh, once the beer is ready. Ooh, so we, I like that. That's yes. a good answer. You, this this one, it's it's going to be ready when it's ready. So, so you're going to have to play with this one a little bit. It's going to be some a lot of tasting. and a lot, So is this going into barrels? Or this one won't they? be in barrels. Nope, it's all okay. stainless. Um, okay. But we do have, uh, you know, like our, our uh, Eroica um, is our hot side sour uh, aged in red wine barrels. Um, and then we, uh, that, that one, that'll be released uh, as well this year. And I think on the one hitter series as well. Um, so that one's more of our sour, our barrel aged sour. And what's really cool is we just got fooders. So, uh, how long ago? Uh, like they're still, we got to put them together. Well, not no we, but Cooper will do it. Cause yeah. if we do it, well. shout out to Cooper. <laughs> I don't know who you are, but just get them things put together. All right. No, he's a Cooper. He puts he's like a, a Cooper. It's a, oh. it's a job. So you screwed me up. <laughs> See, I don't know. I'm not smart. No, no, no. That's right. Uh, but yeah, if we did it ourselves, it wouldn't be good. So yeah, they're going to come. They're actually coming next week to, to, they're huge. They're, they're it's like 250 barrel fooders. Whoa. Huge. Really? So, um, so Okay. Yeah. So, so does Petaluma have that too? Mm-hmm. So everybody's mirroring. Like is it, I mean, this is, seems like an operation that, like you, you don't want to, <laughs> you want to be your own place, but you also want to kind of be consistent. Yeah, no, it is. We we do want to have some consistency, and but we have small fooders too. So uh, what's really so you cool? You have tiny ones right now that we can tiny. play with. Yeah, not two hundred fifty no. barrels. <laughs> I say tiny, like very flippant, <laughs> flippantly. <laughs> It's all perspective. Yeah, right, right. It's all yeah, we're, way you're looking at it. I mean, I'm I'm looking at the bottle right now here. I mean, this is 2018. Obviously, this has been going on. You guys have been brewing beer since what you say 2014, 2014 right? Uh, four years so, now. So right off the bat, when you started doing this, did they already start putting the uh, the the Chicago and Petaluma on the bottom of the the writing here? Because I see it says Petaluma, California, and with an percent Chicago, Illinois. Yep, yep. Nope. That uh, they pretty much followed our first releases. Yeah, so that was a that was a big thing. Where I mean, does that come from Tony up top? Like Tony's like, this is the way we wanted to do this. Like, yeah, this is our this is our brand, and this is the way we're approaching it. Yeah, like, Tony is super involved in um in the labels still. Um, the labels, the the way that the 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 presentation, the bottle. Um, that's he still still holds that very close to his heart. So, um, so he's still amongst other things, but yeah, he still influences that and uh, and approves those labels, designs some of them. Um, so yeah, he's that's his thing so mary we talked a little bit about uh the the story of lagunitas we talked a little bit about your backstory at ab and all that but but like did you start homebrewing years ago i mean what got you what got you started your first time like beer yeah um no i mean the only time i homebrewed was when i was at pepsi i was missing missing beer pretty pretty bad that's so, desperate so i was i was uh I, so i played around home brewing um which is fun um except you know everybody comes over we always did it in a group and everyone and th- yeah it's yes, fun that's the way it's to fun do it. but everyone just cares about making you know adding the hops whatever and i'm in like the, the laundry room cleaning everything making sure everything's sanitized people don't realize like yeah. beer is like 80 percent making beer is 80 percent cleaning you know so, what i said that to somebody the other day in a brewery with the brewers I said it's like eighty percent. He's like that, like ninety, ninety-five. Yeah, <laughs> just cleaning. Just it's cleaning, and so I'd always be in the back, and everyone else is drinking beers, having fun. And I'm like, you guys don't realize this is so important. There's so it was fine. It was just it, I was I felt separated. So much star sand. <laughs> so much star sand. So much star sand. It's everywhere. Um. So yeah. So I, I that was fun. We played around with that for for a while. Um. But for me, like, um. No, I really, uh, I really dug the fact that like right out of school. 
school, I could have um, a position that I didn't want to be stuck at a desk all day. I knew I didn't want to be stuck in a lab. I wanted to be out moving, moving around, doing things. Um, I, I enjoyed the fact that it was something I, I didn't know a lot about beer right out of school college. So this was something that I could learn. And I knew it had the fundamentals of everything I wanted in, in chemistry and the creativity piece, but I just didn't know a lot about it. So I knew I could learn and I could, uh, you know, expand my knowledge on it. And, uh, yeah, my time at AB just really, that's where I grew. That's where I grew to, to love beer, all different types of, of beer styles, um, and appreciate how to make a recipe and change it and what you can change to, and how that affects things. And, um, yeah, so so I would say that was kind of my my formative years in in the brewing world, <laughs> if you if you will. My formative um, years, <laughs> pretty formative right now, Mary. Right? Yes, yes. Um, and then yeah, and then coming to Lagunitas, I mean, like it, this is this is just crazy. All the things that I've learned in in four years of of not only brewing these crazy IPAs, I like Waldo or you know triple IPA, just insane dry hops. How do we even do this? Um, to things like we have citrus sinensis, so our our blood orange uh, pale. Like I can never say that right. I know we say Sega Genesis. It's say just, it again. It, Wait, what do you actually say? Oh, citrus sinensis. I I always say citrus citrusiness. <laughs> citrusiness. Yeah, I always say have, citrusiness. We say, we have Gary Gary Sinesis, we have Sega Genesis. Oh, like we it. have we have so much. So we just say Sega Genesis. That's easier. It's like pe- peeking behind the curtain a little bit. Yeah. Yep. So um yeah, so uh, like all this stuff, fermenting with with blood orange, I learned that, that souring beer, barrel aging beer, all this stuff like I've I've learned since coming here. Uh and it's just it I love it. I love every piece that is new and trying to figure out how to do it. Not only how to do it, but how to do it on a scale like we have. Um, because it's it's one thing to you know fill four barrels, but it's uh, another thing to have to fill fifteen hundred of them. So. Yeah. So how do we do that? And, and, you know, how do we make sure we're being consistent and uh, make sure that 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 beer and every barrel tastes the same? You know, so um, I, I like that challenge of our of our process as well. Yeah. How, how involved are you in the barrel aging? Um, I mean, it's it, it's our same brewing team. Um, so same if tasting, it, same, same, same tasting, folks. same. Yeah. The same people that brew an IPA or a Waldo are are filling the barrels, are treat, you know, uh, treating the barrels, sampling the barrels. Um, yeah. But do, you, do you enjoy a good barrel age like a, the big stouts or you prefer like a sour barrel age on like a wine barrel or you? I'm probably when it comes to barrel aged beers, I'm probably more of a stout, a stout person um i love i love coffee love chocolate oh, yeah. so now I you're love, talking love love some Do bourbon we have any willetized sitting around i mean oh, come on let's we should, nah, we should i doubt it's in that bar right now. <laughs> <laughs> you looked behind you like, it's like well maybe, yeah, maybe we do there's one right there if i can just wish it over here <laughs> <laughs> oh but that oh that's it, yeah that, that's that's my jam myself i mean you get that that nice big stout but I, I, that that's an industry trend too we go in even beyond the coffee and chocolate stout is to like the pastry stout you know mm-hmm. so is do you guys ever struggle with like meeting trends i mean because i know we talked very briefly about like hazy ipas and pastry stouts and you know big wine barrel aged sours and stuff those are like big that you know people are drawn to those and mm-hmm. it's a big thing for the crowd and lining people up out the door for things that you know smaller breweries is it ever a problem for you guys it's like we can't brew on that scale like yeah no um we i mean we don't typically try to chase trends um you know our 
most of our beers don't fit into a style anyway. Um, so it's funny when we like submit for uh, any type of like uh, judging, they, it just comes back. It's like, doesn't fit in style. doesn't fit in style. You're like, God damn it's fine. It. We'll drink it. <laughs> I think it tastes good. Uh, so yeah, we don't even do that anymore. Um, but uh, <laughs> so, you know, we, we, we have fun. And it, so definitely we know sour beers are a thing, but like, what can we do to, to make something unique? Um, what can we do it to put our spin on it? Um, so although we try to pay attention to what's going on in the market, um, but what can we do, uh, that'll set us apart or do something that we just think tastes good, um, is, is kind of how, how we roll with things. And, um, I think that's also how the industry influences each other too, is, you know, you see what other people are doing, uh, too, to get some ideas, but like, what can, what can, that's a cool idea like that, but what can I do to either up that, change that, alter that. Um, you know, I think the industry kind of feeds on that a little bit. Um, but yeah, so we just get, we make things that yes, that hopefully are what people want to drink at the time, but also we want to put our spin on them. And if it fits into a category, great. If it doesn't, we're not too concerned about it. Hopefully people just enjoy our beer. It's cool, bro. (laughs) It's cool, bro. You guys are just kind of like it. Yeah, it's got to be Lagunitas, right? It's got to, it's got to, it doesn't mean it has to taste a specific way. It just means it has to be Lagunitas. It's got to feel like Lagunitas, right? Am I wrong about that? I feel, I feel like you guys have like a feel to you. Mm -hmm. It's, and maybe that's the, the pure scope and size of it. You guys have a, have done a thing where it's like, you would be able to tell that that wasn't a Lagunitas thing, you know? Sure. Sure. Um, Now, I have one really stupid question for you. There are no stupid questions. Do you have, anything that you wear that's not Lagunitas branded? I'm oh, looking at hooded sweatshirt, yes. <laughs> t-shirt, all Lagunitas. Is all Lagunitas. Just, are you straight Lagunitas um, all day? Most of the time. It's like a school uniform. Most <laughs> of the time. Well, because, because you never know. I mean, when you deal with this much hops, this much like yeast <laughs> and, and this scale, I mean, there's, there's 30 barrels of yeast that come out of these tanks and you never know at any given time. This has happened on multiple occasions where something you're walking down the cellar and somebody opens the wrong valve. Somebody does something and then you're wearing hops or you're wearing like, so I don't put, I would be following you around going, <sighs> You smell so nice. Yes, except when it's in your car and it's been then sitting again, in your car like, yeah. for four weeks and Maybe you're like, oh, it doesn't smell then. so good. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I, I'm like, you know what? That's a free T-shirt. Let's do this. And <laughs> but yeah, I love, I, I support, I love Lagunitas stuff. I, I'm proud to know that you know, or to show uh, people where I work. I love to go places after work and you know. That's yeah, I kind of work there. Kind of work there. <laughs> Is it weird though? Like, I mean, I, this sounds really stupid, but like as a girl, as a lady, like, is it weird for you? Like, are people like, oh yeah, you work there? Oh, are you a hostess? Or are they like, they're like, you brew there? Like, are you a plant manager there? Like, does it shock people when you tell them usually? Yeah, I mean, there's still def- Cause definitely Because you don't have a beard? <laughs> I don't, I don't have why? a beard. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't have, uh, you no know, sleeves, sleeves and, uh, oh, yeah. or wearing my, my flannel. Um, but <laughs> but, uh, uh, but no, I, I do get that. Um, people are a little bit surprised when they hear what I do, uh, <laughs> okay. for the, for okay. the, uh, for the, for the brewery. Um, but no, I, um, I, but I think that's cool. I think that's po- cool to be able to, um, you know, help people realize that absolutely women can be in this industry and absolutely women can be a leader in this industry. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky to have this platform, um, to kind of just be able to, to say that and to show that and, um, definitely encourage women and other people of 
all ages and doesn't matter your gender or whatever like just to get into like what I've used it for too is like um like uh, like the stem programs right like you guys can can go in and study a science and look what you can do you don't have to be stuck in a lab all day or um you know drafting engineering drawings you can go work in a brewery this yeah. is awesome you'd be covered in hops and be covered in hops it's great <laughs> mary says yes <laughs> no but so. it, 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 it's something i don't i don't want to harp on because it shouldn't be a thing you know and i think everybody agrees with that because uh, is it is it something that you've noticed trend like not trend wise i guess but like I've noticed that a lot of the bigger breweries on scale wise, they tend to have women brewers, or at least you see it more mm-hmm. than you do in the smaller scale, like, you know, startups and things like that, the smaller breweries. Sure. It's like, is it attention to deep? What is it? Is it something about the female culture that's just, they yeah. just handle bigger, better than men do? <laughs> <laughs> well, and I also think too, with a bigger place, you just get more, you get more brewers in. So there, there aren't as many uh, female brewers as there are male brewers. So if you have a team of 25 brewers, your odds are a little bit greater that you'll have a female brewer um, in them. So I think that's also why you see them a little bit more in, in the, see us in the bigger, in the in bigger us. breweries. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think women are great at, at multitasking, at, at, at troubleshooting and also being collaborative, um, which I think is great in the craft brewing industry, right? Because the craft brewing industry actually is really collaborative, um, and and women do a really good job of that. I think, uh, if I do say so myself. Um, but I'll just second <laughs> you. I'll second you. My opinion means nothing, but I'll second it. <laughs> just trying to bring people in and and help uh, you know get their input in solving a problem, um, and I think that reflects in the industry as a whole um so i think it's it's a good fit a good fit that way yeah i almost planned on not bringing up the female thing at all but then i was like it fits yeah. like you know i figure at a place like this right now it's people don't even see it they're just like it's yeah she's just the plant manager <laughs> like it doesn't matter yeah, yeah. no it's i definitely Lagania says i have a great team where they've treated me as one of their own um and uh it, that's been that's been super cool that's been super cool um and uh i'm glad Lagunitas uh has put me in this position and and again can uh can use it as, as a little bit of a platform to hopefully bring more women into the industry yeah, you must be a certified badass, I would, I would imagine. But I think no, so. Pro- I, I think I have a paper that says that. Oh, good, good, good. I <laughs> thought you were just going to be like super humble and be like, no, no, no. It just takes, you know, work hard and put your head down. I'm like, no, I'm pretty badass. <laughs> uh, okay, another thing I, I've always been consumed by about Loganitas is, is I've heard some things about not... It sounds weird. Like the hiring process, like like how do you guys, how involved have you been over the years with with bringing people in? Because it's a big operation. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not a run of the mill job interview, right? Like it's not a like a normal no. workplace to to, no. to fall into. I walked in and there's dogs and a lot of older furniture and recliners yep. and like this really cool rooms. Like yep. And Betsy's Betsy's like, oh, it doesn't look like much. I'm like, you should see where I work. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it uh, it takes. We definitely look for a special uh, special person to work here. Um, you know, there's uh, there's definitely interview questions. Um, there's excursions to go on um, to make sure that you can uh, you can hang with our culture. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's uh, I mean, the debates that go on in the brewing control room are just are. are are unlike anything I've ever heard before. Example. And, um, <laughs> I mean, I think there was a 45 minute debate on if Bigfoot existed or not. And I was like, Oh my God. Sweet. Okay. 
And then it was, uh, you know, what about falconry? I was like, falconry? Like who? Ah, like, uh, yes, falconry. Should, yeah, like so. Normal. So definitely, you know, a guy wants to take that up as uh, as a hobby. And I was like, like the big leather gl- sleeve gloves. Yeah. Then they just land on there. Yep. Falcons. Yeah, falcons. Falcons. Falconry sounds like one of those words that like you'd be like falconry and they'd be like that means like working with wood. Like, <laughs> like, it'd be like some like, oh I thought it had to do with falcons, but so yep. so somebody in the brewery plans on owning a falcon. It, th- that's the goal. That that's okay. that's what we're working towards. So he and George the dog will be hanging out next to each other. Yeah, we'll see if we're gonna allow that pet yeah. into the into the. Might want to have a discussion about that. There yeah. might be conference calls about that. Yeah, there might. Hey, Petaluma, do you guys do falcons? <laughs> How do we so feel about like, that? Oh, yeah, we're good on falcons. Go ahead. Yep, yeah, that, let them in. We have an owl out here, yeah. so it's great. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's just, it's, uh, it definitely does. It takes it, it takes a unique person to to work here and, and to join this team. Uh, we get all kinds of people involved in the interview process. Uh, we want to make sure that not only are, do you have the skills to do what you're doing, but also do you fit our culture? And, uh, and yeah, so it's a, it's a pretty interesting process to say the least. least. There it is. Yeah, there it is. Jinx. Um, what do you guys, do you guys give them like a, uh, when they hire, do you give them like a manual and a binder, like a normal corporate America type thing? Or is it like, see on Monday, bro. Yeah. (laughs) You, you get, uh, you get a peace pipe and a spirit (laughs) animal. That is all you're assigned. You get a Patronus and, uh, and that's it. That's all you get. That that's my version of a spirit animal. Yeah, there you go. That's 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 what. And then you figure the rest out. <laughs> and then you figure the rest out. You just show up wherever they tell you. That's what I did. I just showed up. She's like, "Go to security." I'm like, "All right." <laughs> like, yeah, I'm here for a podcast. Or like, there's some double doors. Go by the double doors. Yeah, like, I'll figure it out. <laughs> it's fine. So, how much time do you spend in the uh, tap room kitchen area? Because you guys uh, have food and it's delicious. Yes, yes. Uh, great food, uh, great music. Um, we have good music up there. Great beer, of course. Come on now. Um, wow. Well, do we need to talk about the beer, man? Well, and what's this re- is a beer podcast, Joe? But yeah. Yeah, and what's really cool? So this is the this is funny. Is so we have these right. We have 750 barrel fermenters, but we just recently how, how much? <laughs> lots. How tall lots is of beer. that? <laughs> Uh, about 50 feet. It's very high. Very high. Very tall. But we just recently got uh, 10 barrel and 7 barrel fermenters. That's cute. So they're and they're right, they're right. You know they're right down. Um, they're named after the Spice Girls. No uh, way. For so, real? Yeah. Of course. Of course. What else would they, it make? Just makes sense. Who made that decision? That's what I want to know. Uh, the brewers. The, the brewers did yes. good for them. Yep. So uh, and so now the brewers can um, they can you know rack off wort. They can um, do cool things with barrels. They can do all. They can use different hops, different yeast, um, and so they're they're into making some some cool beers that you can only get in the tap room. Um, so we t- kind of scaled down in order to do some of that specialty stuff, um, and yeah, so that that's up in the tap room. Um, some of those different specialty beers we do, Firkins. Um, Everybody loves there. a good Firkin. Uh, who doesn't Everybody love a good Firkin? Everybody loves a good Firkin. <laughs> you get that hammer out and you pound that Firkin. That's, yep, that's so great. So yeah, so a tap room is great. Um, I'd love to be up there more. Um, so whenever, <laughs> whenever say, the you know. place uh, allows me to, no. but um, but yeah, it's always good. Changing me. your hats all day, it's hard to get up to there. Everyone's get it. I get it. Uh, yeah, I just it's it's fascinating to see the whole puzzle pieces. They all come together. All the gears are working together. It's like the the experimental side like when you're talking about these small fermenters to me that's that's a thing that you would think initially like okay they lost that they they do the beers that they do 
whatever's communicated from Petaluma comes down and that's what you're doing. Like, mm-hmm. it's cool that, you know, that you guys are like, yeah, we brought in some 10 barrel and a seven barrel and now we're, we're, we're dicking around basically. Yeah. We're just playing, you know? Yeah. So like uh, yeast wise, like, do you guys, is it a, we have to use this yeast. This is what we do. This is our contract, whatever it is. Do you guys get to play a little bit down there? And now that you have these smaller vessels and that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We, um, we, you know, in our yeast brinks in our system, we try to keep to our, to our true st- true strains although now we just threw uh brett into 750 barrel fermenter <laughs> so that's probably fine you're screwing uh, around no big deal <laughs> no big deal um, um they were drunk and they were <laughs> jack was like well, let's try it <laughs> yeah <laughs> fuck it um so yeah so we uh but now now that we have these small tanks absolutely we can uh do play with different yeast strains we we can uh we're souring things we're doing different strains of brett and we're playing around with how best to grow up right we're doing our own little experiments um so it's cool and we have like all the cool lab equipment to kind of back some of those trials or playing around and yeah. things you know nerd so, stuff cool yeah <laughs> we like to nerd out um hey you're a chemistry gal you like to nerd out too yeah. i'm sure you're probably like, let me get in there yep can i get a coat let me get a <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah it's great it's it's cool that we're lucky to have some some fancy toys that allow us to to play around and to, ca- to like see our results of our playing around yeah do you think that you, do you ever feel like you missed a piece because you went i mean you went from ab to like lagunitas being the big company that they are then again i would actually tell my ass myself like well if you're at ab in the pilot lab it's probably similar to a smaller brewery yeah yep exactly no we were i mean we were filling tanks were cleaning tanks were i mean it's it was 15 barrel brewery it was it was i mean a little bit fancier we had we did have an automated brew house which was cool but everything else after that was very manual um but uh mash in <laughs> click click <laughs> except but there, but there's problems and you got to work through them and uh you know like so it was um yeah definitely definitely a cool experience um that i'm glad i had um, but for me too, like I didn't, one thing else I learned along the way too, is just like picking up some of the engineering stuff, um, of, of understanding your process and, and why a pump is used that way or sized that way. And, um, the importance of that and our heat exchanger, you know, picking out a right heat exchanger and why that, you know, all this stuff is, uh, is something I've learned along the way that was really cool that I never thought that I would be so into but and i think having a you know having a brewery of this scale to work in allows me to to continue that understand or learning process of all that oh you got to be learning every day while you're here every day i'm learning just by sitting here i don't even know there's like (laughs) osmosis happening right now yeah so what what's next i mean what what you guys have the circus coming up soon or is that what's the big uh on on the horizons for Chicago Lagunitas. Yeah. Um, Chicago Lagunitas. Yeah. So Circus will be, I think it's in late summer this year. I don't know if they have a full date, um, but I That's think they're fine. thinking late, late summer, early fall. Um, so we'll have that going on. Um, we are getting crazy busy uh, brewing our can, uh, our can beers because we have the one and only can line. Um, for the brewery and uh, cans are just killing it right now. Um, dude, and the warm dude. weather. Mary, come on. Craft beer people, if you put it in a can, it tastes better. That's that's basically what they're telling you. Yeah, like, yeah. Not that that's true, but but. Well, and the the beers that we put in there are very crushable. So uh, love so, it, love so it. So they're they're perfect. They're You're perfect. hitting all the hot button words <laughs> right now. So um, you got a five percent crusher coming out this week. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, yep. that's, no, you're right though. That's that's, that's what it is. Uh, so, what are you canning right now? What's what's going in cans? Anything uh, new this summer? Or? So we Twelfth uh, and Ever was our first beer, yeah. um, and then we launched something easy um, this winter. Um, so that's picking up a lot of traction. So so what's something easy versus something wild and something something like? What? Yeah, I see, and I think it's. Um, I don't know that it's super i mean it's within the realm but it's not like it's just like a lighter something little something it's not just Um, a variant basically of the original no i think it's got its own its own character to it it's got it's it's just like explosive on the nose and just has like amazing like grassy uh guava like pear um just some really unique fruit notes that come out of it um a little sweaty we like a little sweat here at lagunitas what do you mean when you say that uh, it's it's like hard to sweaty. explain. Yeah, yeah it. it's like a good thing. It's it's a good yeah. thing. Like it's not like I just clean my gutters at noon. Sweat in July. It's like uh, you know, like um, <laughs> it's, a, it's kind like of I in that realm. Put you in a terrible spot. I know it's hard. <laughs> like I don't know. Like well, no, I, I've heard people describe things like positively, like horse blanket. <laughs> you know, like they say things like cat piss. Yeah, like, cat piss like, is another good oh, one. Oh, love cat piss. <laughs> like you know, it's just like yes. Oh, and Simcoe gives off that cat piss. Oh, I love it. Like it's it's so beer is great like that. You can you can say things like that and be like people be like fuck yeah, give me that sweat. Yep, <laughs> the good sweat on this one. Good sweat. Yeah. So uh, it, the no, next, it, from the next hour, we're just gonna have Mary describe the beers. Yeah. In dirty, dirty detail. Yes, we have some very unique descriptors, uh, Lagunitas, but uh, I don't know if they apply everywhere. But um, is it unique or weird or challenging to have the cans and the bottles? And like, you still do bombers, right? Too. I mean, there's still 22 ounce. We do bombers still do 22 ounce. Off, yeah. Yep, we still do 22 ounce. Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely one challenge for us is um, going international adds a lot of complexity. Uh, a lot of complexity. Uh, you'd be surprised at how many damn labels that we have to have because Sweden wants this and Italy won't do that yeah. and the UK needs this. And you're just like, oh, my gosh. So uh, Not your job, I hope. Well, it, it, <laughs> kind of. It, it is. It is to make sure that we do it right, number one. And then number two, uh, trying to get all the beer out the door, but, you know, changing over and trying to trying to make sure that we are efficient, right? So, um, and then you got, then you got the the can line, the keg line all running. Um, so definitely, definitely some complexity for us that we're trying to figure out how, what's the best way to handle, um, going into summer, it's about to get crazy busy for us. So, um, so we have that. And then, uh, we're definitely, we're, we're looking and uh, looking at the opportunity to brew international now. So, Shut uh, up. so that, that's a Stop. thing. <laughs> so that, that's a little project they're working on. Like a Lagunitas facility? Uh, or like looking at looking at a different um an already existing uh facility so yeah. uh it's like a contract brew almost uh, yeah a little bit of a contract brew, but we'd we'd put some people over there uh to make sure that this is done the Lagunitas way um and Making my head spin yeah so so yeah that's 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 a project that's on the horizon is, for is us is that based on like just see if we can do it let's try it or is that based on like i'd rather give them fresher beer yeah well it's exact it's exactly that yeah um trying you know the the trip across the ocean isn't exactly a short one so um if we can brew beer overseas and it's going to be fresher for all these 30 countries right now um and then obviously it's good for us too. uh distribution costs things like that vacations yes Vac- all and that. yes i can't <laughs> wait till they need somebody Mary, to go we're over gonna there. need you to go <laughs> 
Wait, Sorry, Mary. Is... We hate to do this to you. Oh, man. We're going to need you to go to Germany. Oh, Sorry. shoot. You're going to have to go to Rome. Sorry. Perfect. Yeah, you're like, oh, I can do that. Yeah, so it's it's cool. It's definitely some some cool stuff on the horizon for us that we're um, that we're looking at. Uh, uh, Wrigley Field. We have thirty taps at Wrigley Field. Shut the f- what this season? Do like, you really? I mean, I know you've had taps there, but right? no, the, no, you haven't uh, had it, any. It started last year. Right. Um, last year during the playoffs. And okay. uh, and it was kind of a trial, and it did well. So now we got more taps this year, what? and so that's huge. When you say thirty taps, it's like thirty different. Like it's only what, like the IPA, little something. Like what's what's on tap at Wrigley Field? I know I've seen what IPA. I, um, I have yet to be get pills, to a game like this what? year. Uh, I don't know if we have the full. I haven't spread. been there yet. Either. It's really early, so you really shouldn't feel early. bad about not not going to a game yet. Yeah. No, I got I got to get there. I know I know definitely IPA. That uh, Wrigley area is really doing stuff with beer. I mean, and in, in Southside too, in the White Sox with their Revolution Tap thing, and they, they got that going yeah. on. But then like Lucky Doors right there over uh, by by Wrigley. It's yeah. Like all these custom beers, and you guys are in there now. That's crazy. I mean, yeah. Is, is it weird with Goose though? I mean, you guys got Goose in there. Yeah, uh, but you know, we're we're grateful for the opportunity. Right. So we're gonna we're, we're good answer. Yeah, we're running <laughs> with it. So uh, we're excited. Do you guys we're, ever do anything with Goose? Like, I mean, are you guys? It's not like a rival thing, is it? You guys are just kind of like, yeah, hey, what's up? You guys are big. We're big. What's up? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. A little 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 friendly waves. Technically, you, know? you used to work there. Technically, I, yes, yeah. <laughs> I did. I did. Yeah, no, you no. There's some good. elbows, huh? You throw yeah. a few elbows at each other. I like it. I yeah, like it. They're, they're good guys. And uh, we've definitely had brewers come over here. We've had brewers go over there. So, I mean, um, no, it's it, we definitely have, a, have, I think, a friendly relationship. At the scale of Lagunitas right now, are you guys doing Are you guys doing collabs? I mean, is there any, you know, because now the big thing, everybody collabs. Everybody's doing collaboration with somebody. Sure, sure. And on the smaller scales, the suburban breweries, all that, the Chicago breweries. Like, so, you guys doing stuff like that or is that... Yeah, not I feasible. mean, and not even just <coughs> really because of our size, um, more just it's it really hasn't been our thing. Uh, we're just kind of like, hey, we're, we're Lagunitas, we do yeah, our thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, not, no real collabs coming off, uh, coming coming up that, that I know of. Um, but, yeah, we're just going to continue to make some crazy ass beers that uh, will challenge our system in all fun ways. (laughs) (laughs) That's what people like to hear. just want to hear you making crazy ass beers. That's all that matters right now. That's all we care about. So uh, what's the next like seasonal release? What's what's coming up? You you're coming off Swan Waldo's just hit. Like what's yeah? Um, what's on the docket? Born Again Yesterday is that's, about to hit. It's so not out yet. That's uh, that should be if it's if it's not out, it should be just about there. So uh, yeah, so that's that's our wet hop beer um, that we've uh, managed to figure out how to do year round, which I think makes us pretty what? special. Yeah, how do you how are you doing that? It's going secret. To, yeah, I was going to say, secret. going to the equator or something, if, getting, some, uh, getting some fresh hops. What's happening? If I told you, I'd have to kill you. That's but. fine. <laughs> you guys heard it. I'm th- I feel threatened. I feel threatened. I feel threatened. No, uh, no I mean, that's, what's, that's what, again, is pretty cool about uh, a brewery of our size is we're able to investigate some of these, like, super cool technologies uh, that, are, are, that allow us to, to process the hops in such a way back in the fall that we can keep them and do this year round. Go, go ahead and give, give them a quick little, what, what, what does wet hop mean if you don't know what, what wet hopping is? Yeah, so wet hopping um, basically is taking the hops. So hops are generally harvested in late summer, early fall, early September. Um, and it's basically taking the hops um, right off the vine 
and uh, giving them to the brewers. So um, what normally happens is that those hop cones are then uh, dried through a kilning process and then uh, compressed into pellets so that we can preserve them all year and make awesome beer all year round. Um, it, you know, and just like with any plant, uh, if you, it, it has a very short life once you cut it off the vine. So, uh, that's why wet hop, uh, a wet hop is a, a non-dried hop. It's a fresh hop. Um, that's why they're usually only done in, uh, fall, fall yeah. is cause that's when harvest time is. You see the harvest ales, you see that kind of thing hit mm-hmm. the market at that time. Yeah. Yep. But not, not now. That's a damn fine beer though. The yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Is there any story behind that one? That used to be called something else. I thought there was like a born yesterday at one point, but I could just, well, there is a born yesterday. So, okay, so that's a different, so born yesterday is in the fall. So that's the actual fresh off the vine. That's like that. right off the vine. And then born again yesterday is same hops. Uh, we're just releasing it at a different a different time of year. Uh, Makes sense now. Yep. And I'm glad that I asked. There you go. Good question. <laughs> it felt dumb, but I'm glad that I asked it now. Yeah. So uh, with the team, with the team uh, in the hats that you're wearing, I, I don't even remember you you rattled off a bunch of stuff that you that you do and you kind of oversee, but. Like, how big is like the social media team? Because I mean, that that's got to be crucial, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody, you know, some people like Goose can have commercials and things, but for the most part, there are no craft brewery commercials. You sure. know? it's I've seen some advertising on some certain smaller web things, local stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the interview show on WTTW has a login needed sponsorship yeah. at some point. NPR, like, we yeah, yeah we support okay. NPR. Um, yeah, no, we have a, a, a huge um, marketing team. It just just absolutely huge because that's that's. When you say huge, what does that? Mean? How, how big is it? Oh, I don't know if I even have a like number. Ballpark. Hundreds, hundreds of Whoa. people for sure. Like com- of between people. Petaluma and Chicago, or just mm-hmm. Chicago? No, Petaluma and Chicago. Yeah, okay. for the for the company. Um, yeah, I mean, and these people could be anybody that's working on things like social media, could be working on partnerships, um, with, uh, with things like WTTW or WBZ, uh, things that we believe, we believe in, um, and want to support, um, more than just try to get advertising out there. We want to be a part of their, their mission, if you will. And then, um, also, you know, like just, just, on like on-site events and then uh festival events i mean our our team it's all about creating the the connection with the customer and and in our opinion you can't really do that with a with a commercial you gotta be out there this podcast is yeah (laughs) that's what i'm trying to do here yeah you trying to connect that story with what the with waldo while they're drinking it that's my goal that's my goal yeah sorry go ahead no exactly we we love we love to be out at events um you'll find me out doing stuff um and uh you know talking about our beer shaking hands and and building those relationships organically rather than you know just just trying to throw billboards and commercials out there so uh so yeah it it, it's worked for us we do we i think i think people like the beer but they also get behind uh you know our message and us just wanting to be a part of the party yeah everybody (laughs) wants to be a part of the party look at this room it's like it is the party it is the party i just noticed the giant connect four yes (laughs) so dope uh so mary what is what does mary do when she's not at Lagunitas, like what? Are, what are your? 
Are there um, hobbies or there's not enough time? Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm working on hobbies because uh, I hear <laughs> that's, that's a good so thing. Weird that you're, <laughs> I'm working on them. <laughs> I I hear it's good to have them, uh, but no, I um no, I enjoy I, I like running um and uh swimming. I did the Chicago Triathlon a couple years whoa, ago. Whoa, 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 um, whoa, whoa, whoa! So whoa. tried I to do you that. Kind of buried it a little bit there. Like what? Is it? So so running. When you say running, you're talking about like your casual yogs down the. Uh, Lake. Well, that's like, what they are lately. That's what they oh. are lately. But uh, but yeah. Now so. I'm starting to look at you like I think she might crush it. I think she <laughs> might be swimming miles and uh, running even more miles. Like yeah. a triathlon. Yeah. No, it was great. I had so much fun doing that. Um, I would love to do it again. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe maybe this year would be a be a repeat. But um, but yeah, I, I I love swimming. I was a swimmer in, in college, so um, so that's a passion of mine. And uh, I have a dog. I have a fourteen almost fourteen year old pitbull who's. What? been through uh everything with me so uh just love boy or uh, girl girl what's her name nala oh that's a perfect (laughs) love it so uh so yeah just uh enjoy hanging out with her and um and yeah if if i can catch movies catch up on little tv every once in a while that'd be great but (laughs) that doesn't happen i can see that right now i think you just said that right now (laughs) what's netflix what (laughs) i don't do that when's that when did that happen yeah so Nala, the dog culture here. Oh, Amazing. yes. Yes. Amazing. That's yet another thing that like drew me to this company is yeah. just like um, the, the passion for animals um, and definitely dogs. Um, but yeah, she'll walk into our office. Uh, the, the the common dog she'll meet are Wally and George. Um, George. George looks like a staple. He He's he's great. Uh, he loves free lunch Friday because everybody throws their uh, scraps in the trash and he just goes to town. What is free lunch Friday? What oh, Friday? yeah. Free, we, so free lunch Friday is great. Uh, so this started back uh, back in the day, uh, you know, when Tony uh, paid hit the packaging dudes in uh, in short fills and bought them lunch. So um, it's it's continued all the way through the years that uh, the company and Tony uh, will bring in lunch, bring in a ca- full catered lunch, food trucks, uh, all that good stuff every Friday. Um, so everybody lines up and eats together <laughs> so and uh, kind of bonds a little bit. And uh, yeah, so it's 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 one of those cool traditions that we do. Um, and yeah, and the dogs love it. Working out um, for George real well. Working out for George. Um, we also name all of our tanks after dogs, except for the Spice Girls. So the Spice say, Girls were kind of special. I almost called you out. I know. <laughs> yes, paying attention. Very good. That's why I'm here. <laughs> um, but yeah, so our our tanks are either are named after famous dogs or uh, employees' dogs that have have moved on to the to greater things. To 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 the. Dog park in the sky. Yes, all so, dogs go to heaven. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but it's true. Tear trigger. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so that I mean, th- that's awesome. We don't call like it, it's not Tank Fifty Five. It's uh, Fido. I don't. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. <laughs> you know. But that we gotta, was generic. <laughs> I think you can do better than that. <laughs> well, the really conf- we have uh, we have Fritz and we have Fitz. Was that was a problem? That's, I was going to say that's rough. Yeah, we learned that the hard way. When you yep. you tell a brewer, hey, you need to hook up. F- 
Fritz f- to filter for tomorrow. Dude, and he's like, Fitz? And you're like, oh, no. And you're like, that, that was, oh, no. So we had to change Fitz to Fitzgerald. So now he, oh, the good, full name, good, good. that's how we solve that problem. So does Nala come to the brewery? She does every so often. Yeah, she's at, just like, I'm old. I just want to chill. I just want to chill. At 14, uh, George is a little much for her. So um, <laughs> so she she comes sometimes on the, on the weekends. Sometimes she'll make an appearance. Nice. But, uh, but yeah, she kind of she just chills and... And does her thing. She probably misses her mom. She's like, I want to come home, please. Come home. Um, I've already took up a bunch of your time. So is there any is there anything you you'd like to leave the people with 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 Lagunitas? I mean, any any parting thoughts? Um, just come see us. Come on down to the brewery. That's uh, really hard to do. People, yeah, come. This place, coming out. I don't care. I mean, if you've never been here, then something's wrong with you. But also, if you've never been here, like just I don't care if you don't like beer or not. Uh. I walked in here. I, I love beer, so it didn't matter. But when I walked in here, I was like, "Really? We have black lighted walls." When you walk in, it's this long corridor. Playing Willy the music Wonka. is playing. Yeah, you got <laughs> Willy Wonka. You know, you're, you're hearing that that beautiful song from Willy Wonka as you're walking down. And then you're going up those steps. There's great signs everywhere. I think there was a magician one night when I was in here. Yeah, Fridays, live Friday music. nights. Yeah, Magic Mike. Yep. It was Don't live confuse music. them with the other Magic Mike. Oh, jeez, that's gotta be. <laughs> How many ba- how many basic bitches come in and they're like, <laughs> I like Magic Mike? Like, yeah, a few Waldos. I'm sure some Waldos. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, but I I'm blown away by the tap room every time, and not to mention the food's great too. So it's not like it's not like it's a hard sell to get people here. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I just jumped all over your thought process. Get, no. Get here. Get here. It's summer. Yeah, come here, come have a beer. Um, yeah, we we uh, start the bands up at four twenty, of course. Um, Why? So. Oh, jeez. What's that mean? <laughs> we'll rewind. Uh, yeah, so come come see us. Uh, we'd love we'd love to have beer, and uh, and and our tours are great. You'll hear a little bit about our his- history. Make it make an experience, and uh, we love we love the company. Well, I really appreciate you sitting down and doing this. I know you have a hundred other things you could be doing right now. So I really appreciate you taking the time and you were super awesome and engaging to talk to. So I could ask you another 500 questions, but I'm going to let you get back to it. And I'm going to go sit in your tap room, I think. Yeah. (laughs) So thank you. Awesome. All right. Nothing else you want to add before we, before we sign off on these people? No, I think that's it. Mary Bauer. Mary Bauer. Now, what's your official title? Plant operations? Uh, Plant manager. Plant manager. Plant manager. Former head brewer. Former head brewer. And just all around badass triathlete. (laughs) That's what we'll leave them with. Well, and cheers to you to our empty, my empty glass. You have stuff. We'll we'll clink them now. (laughs) All right. Bye, guys. From the Adult Daycare Center, Average Joe's Above Average Beer Podcast.